Welcome to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr. This podcast is a ministry of East Denver Bible Baptist Church in Denver, Colorado. Each week, Pastor Lauren will open up the Bible and share the truth of God's Word. Our prayer is to be a blessing by providing you with simple, understandable teachings from Scripture on how to live a life of faith in view of eternity. Here's this week's episode. Hello, this is Pastor Lauren Richmond, Sr. Welcome to our broadcast. We're talking about uh, eternity's viewpoint, and we're in the book of James right now. I want to read a few verses from the beginning of chapter 2. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my footstool. Are ye not then partial in yourselves, and become judges of evil thoughts? Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them that love him? But ye have despised the poor, do not rich men oppress you, and draw you before the judgment seats? Do not that bla- they blaspheme that worthy name by the which ye are called? If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if ye have respect to persons, ye commit sin and convince the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. I think we're going to stop right there. We're just going to cover. We could keep on going there. But we're talking about... Uh, Certainly, how important is our faith? Our faith is extremely important. And how's it going to come out that way to other people? The Bible says in uh, Matthew five sixteen, Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which art in heaven. So the question I would ask you is, how are people going to see that in your life? As we try to build up our congregations, we certainly are thinking about how we can get talented people to fill different positions, but the problem that we might have at times is that uh, we begin to value people for what they can give to us instead of valuing people the same. And all people are people that need to know the Lord. The Bible says there's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. So we know that every man is a sinner. But uh, the Bible says the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The question is, who's lost? Well, everyone is born into this world a sinner, so everyone is lost. So every man needs to know about the love of God. And the Bible says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world. Who is the world? It's every person that's ever been born here. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we have that responsibility to get that word, that message of the gospel. As Matthew 28 says, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things 
whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So we have the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've come to share. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. While this day, the night cometh when no man can work. So we need to heed that seriously, as it says in another portion of Scripture, occupy till I come. So we are not to be people that are respectful of persons to the regard, to the degree that we would uh, see others, some above others, and try to kowtow to them, try to get on their good side for what they can do for us. John F. Kennedy said it this way, uh, ask not what you what your country can do for you, but ask rather what you can do for your country. So in a sense, we're not asking people what they can do for us, but rather we're asking what can I can what can I do for you? How can I be a servant of God? How can I be pleasing? How can I make a difference in your life? How can I minister to needs that you might have? Only God can give us that strength. Only he can give us wisdom. We're told if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So I'm saying, okay, God, right now I've got this situation. This is going on. You show me how I can minister. You show me how I can edify. You show me how I can build up. And then, of course, there are times when we need to uh, we need to sow the corn, if you would. We need to uh, lay it on uh, if, if that's needed. The Bible says... Uh, Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, is, is, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So there are times when we need to speak up and, you know, to uh, challenge people and to maybe uh, cut them, if you would, maybe be offensive in our speech if it's necessary to get them to consider the things of God. But we're not doing it because we think of somebody else better than them. We're doing it because we love them and we care about them. We're not showing a respect of persons. So it's talking about we've got all sorts of people that come into our con congregations. We have some people that have very nothing, basically nothing. They might be out on the streets. They might not have a home. They might not have good food. They might not smell good. They might not clean themselves up very well. And then there are others that come in, and the moment you see them, boy, you know, I'd love to have that person come back and just think what they could do for our church, what kind of a blessing they could be, the finances that they could give to us. The Bible says, if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and look him, and also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, sit thou here in a good place, say to the poor, stand thou there, or sit under my footstool, are you not then partial in yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts? So we, we're being shut down with that right away. We're being told, don't be looking at people because of how good they look and think, you know, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Bible says God looks on the heart. Well, don't you be looking at that person when they walk in your door and think, you know, how can I make sure they're going to want to come back? Well, as important as it is to get them back, it's also important to get that a uh, person that doesn't smell so good, that doesn't look so nice, that doesn't have all the abilities, that needs a lot more help, is having struggles in their life, but they still need the Word of God. They still need to know that Jesus loves them, and they're never going to know that Jesus loves them unless you share with them that you love them. And so we don't want to become those judges of evil thoughts. 
the Bible says, but rather we need to listen. We need to understand that God's, that some of the people in this world who don't seem to have a whole lot, we can go back to the times of slaves and find out that some of the slaves had the mo most in riches because they had the they had the love of God in their lives. They knew Christ as their Savior. There was some rich slave owner, and he didn't have a clue about the things of God. He might have had all the riches of this world, but the Bible says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And there are a whole lot of people out there, might be the sports superheroes, might be the best uh, player in the all-star game, might be the... Uh, uh, best pitcher in the major leagues or the best quarterback in football or the best uh, defensive player in all of football or it might be the best basketball players in the NBA. Well, guess what? For all that they might have, if they don't have God, they have nothing. And all the riches, what, what is it going to do for them if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior? Now, if they do, that's a wonderful thing, isn't it? But if they don't, it's pretty tragic. So God hath chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them to love him. He didn't say, how much money do you have? He didn't say how much money you can give. He didn't say what kind of works are you capable of? What kind of talents do you possess? He said, do you love me? Do you love me? And if you love me, then serve me. And if we love God, we want to serve him by telling others about his love and telling them that no matter who they are, no matter how, false, how short they fall of uh, God's glory, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Paul said it this way. He says, not to think that we are sufficient of ourselves in anything, but our sufficiency is of God. Our sufficiency is in him. His grace is sufficient for us. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. We need to be able to share that with somebody else. We need to let them know that when they are struggling, that God is there for them, that God can lift them up just like he's lifted up us out of the miry clay, just like he set our feet upon a rock, that he can do the same for them. But so oftentimes we look back in our background, in our past, in the Bible, in fact, in the book of Ephesians, talks about the people of the world, talks about people before they know Jesus. Let's look at that just a minute in Ephesians chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom we also had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with grace, Christ, by grace ye are saved, 
and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Just think about it this way. That's the way we were, and so we can share the good news with those poor in faith. We can show the good news with anybody who walks in our doors. We can tell them, guess what? Look what God did for me. What God did for me, the wonderful news of this, the wonderful grace of Jesus, is that he wants to do it for you as well, and he can and he will if you'll let him. As many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. It doesn't matter where you were. It doesn't matter what you did in the past. It doesn't matter how far you, how, how weak you were or how short you came from reaching to obtain the wonderful riches, the wonderful grace of Jesus. But God says it's available to you. All you've got to do is receive me, and I'll give you that help. I'll give you that strength. I'll enable you to do that which you need to do. So the Bible says, you hath he quickened, he's lifted up, he's made you alive. He set your feet upon the rock. And in James chapter two, I'll get back there in a minute. We have thought about these people and we've condemned them, we've put them down because of their background. But we've had people treat us poorly who had money. We've had people scoff at us. We've had people mock at us. We've seen people blaspheme the Lord Jesus Christ, and yet they were supposed to be some big wig. But the Bible says, If you fulfill the royal law according to the Scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. You do well. Who is our neighbor? It's that one next door. It's that anybody that we come in the uh, come in to see them uh, walking by us or interacting with that them in some point of life. Those are our neighbors. So we're not to have that respective person. We're not to be these transgressors of the law, but we need to understand that everyone is a sinner and they all need Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. And I trust that God will bless you as you learn how to minister to every one of these people. Thank you for listening to the Eternity's Viewpoint Podcast with Pastor Lauren Richmond Sr., The Eternity's Viewpoint podcast is produced by Resonate Media in partnership with East Denver Bible Baptist Church. If you have been blessed by what you have heard today, help us share the blessing with more people by subscribing and leaving a review. To learn more about the podcast or to connect with Pastor Lauren, visit eternityviewpoint.com.
Do you have something to say? Are there people who want or need to hear from you? Have you always wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? Welcome to Resonate Media, where our mission is to amplify you. At Resonate Media, we focus on helping underrepresented voices and aspiring podcasters get started by providing equipment, expertise, and experience to help you launch a podcast. To get started, visit ResonateMediaPro.com. Don't let the confusion, complications, and costs of posting, recording, editing, and distribution hold you back. The world needs to hear what you have to say. Resonate Media can help your voice be heard.